Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. A podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I am Joe Cardosi. So glad to be joined by the all-seeing Jim Eichenhofer, two-eyed, fresh and fluffy-tailed. Uh, you know, so so we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be doing some uh, some different stuff this week with the podcast, Jim, and I'm just glad to have you alongside me again. Yeah, it's great to be here, Joe. I'm I'm happy to be back in in person in the studio and on the premises. Yeah, the next yeah. two weeks we're going to continue what's become a tradition. I can't remember how many years we've done this in a row. I'll have to check the record book. But a tradition like no other. Yes, Daniel Sellerson and I have been doing these for several years. It's great to have you aboard for your rookie uh, performance on the yes, player. Yes, by hazing. Yes, the season in reviews, we're going to have you running some laps and doing some other stuff later. Oh, my but, body's ready. But yeah, no, we're, the Monday through Friday this week, we're going to have recaps of uh, five players, then we'll have the same next week. So looking forward to this, we'll be starting with Brandon Ingram yeah. uh, and uh, going from there. Basically, to kind of explain the the cutoff, I guess, and any player who played 900 minutes or more this season, we will d- be doing a recap of them. It's a little tougher to do like a full-scale podcast on some of the players who played, you know, say 400, 500 minutes. That's not a lot of minutes over 82 games. Yeah, as much as I'd love to do like a Garrett Temple podcast, I I'm just sure know, you would. I, you know, I just can't. They won't let me. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, you got to find the cutoff at some point. But, mm-hmm. uh, and I think no better place to start off. Uh, than with Brandon Ingram because he became such a focal point of the of the offense this season. Yeah, he really did. And then over the last stretch of the season, which is something that we'll be talking about with Will Guillory here coming up in the next uh, segment, I mean, I thought it was one of the best stretches that Brandon Ingram's had in his career. We'll, we'll ask Will what he thinks about the way that he performed. I mean, it was obviously a disappointing end to the season for the Pelicans sure. losing in the play-in tournament, but really they put themselves in position – to you know, move up in the seating because of the way largely that Brandon Ingram played and the team overall that they had a stretch where they won nine out of eleven games. Yep. And unfortunately, the last weekend of the season, they beat the Knicks, but just the loss to the Timberwolves knocked them back a couple spots, as well as a few other teams. Um, how do I put this? Not caring whether they won, I guess yeah. would be. I mean, yeah. the games that the Pelicans could have benefited from help, none of those materialized really on the last day of the season. So. You end up where it is, but my point is that um, you know Brandon Ingram had a great close to the regular season. Sure did, and uh, it's really the second year in a row that he was able to do that. Yeah, and and you hate to for the the reasons uh, behind it, but you know with Zion being out, it it sort of uh, 
hoists Brandon Ingram into the spotlight uh, and, you know, to, to have him be able to deliver and carry the team, especially down the stretch. You know, you hated the way it ended, but you you believed in B.I. every time he was on the floor. I mean, he was just lights out pretty much uh, the, the entire month uh, mm-hmm. towards the end of that stretch. And, it you know, had a slow start after that injury, but it was just nice to see him fully effective. And it, it sort of gives you heart for next season. It really does. I mean, there's a there's several things that I think were some of the biggest takeaways from the season. I think the way that he played was definitely one of them. Um, the improvement that Trey Murphy had, I think, as far oh, as yeah. him developing into a, really a foundation piece that you can build around and continue adding to. Um, and, you know, that I think that was really... I think the last show that we did was the morning of the exit interview. So we really yeah, hadn't, hadn't happened yet. Hadn't had a chance to kind of go over that. But um, I think that was kind of the theme of, of the exit interviews a couple Fridays ago was mm-hmm. just there were there were definitely a lot of positive developments. I think, you know, as I said, B.I. and Trey, the way that they closed out the season was near the top of the list. Yeah. But there's going to have to be some changes that are made, and, and we're not sure exactly what those are going to be. But, I mean, the the basic – what you have to build upon with the roster and the franchise, I think, is really good. Now it's a matter of figuring out the specifics of how you go forward. They're not going to ask us for our opinion on how to do that, Joe, unfortunately. unfortunately yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's going to be, the I think, one of the big themes of this offseason is exactly how do you put yourself in a better position going into next yeah, and year. Yeah, and I think Griff, you know, told, uh, you know, he spoke what a lot of people were thinking, and it was, uh, you know, it's going to be more tweaks in this offseason uh, than huge moves, and we're going to see what that means. Uh, we, we we can't really uh, predict the future as much of an oracle as you are. Uh, you know, with the crystal ball still a yes. little hazy. You're still recovering. That's what it is. You just can't see quite as well as you uh, normally would still. Yeah, and in this clip from the exit interview day that happened, like I said, a couple Fridays ago, our, our, our buddy Will Guillory asks David Griffin, you know, basically about the difference between this offseason and and last offseason. Last summer, you talked about the importance of establishing that consistency with the roster, building chemistry. You brought basically the same team back this summer. Are you expecting more change within the roster? you think that's necessary to take the next step? Well, last year was a little easier just because we didn't really have free agents. Um, and again, the CBA hadn't changed. So I think it would be a total guess on my part to talk about that. I know we feel like the the bones of this franchise are really sound and what we do to get to the next level and make this exactly what it needs to be. I, I can't tell you right now. Great stuff there. Uh, great stuff from David Griffin. And of course the question from our guest, Mr. Will Guillory, let's talk to the athletics. Will Guillory. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Apply. 
joining us on the Pelicans podcast. So delighted to have him. He is a friend of the pod, uh, a Hall of Famer, if you will, Mr. Will Guillory of The Athletic. Uh, Will, I know you're out and about, a traveling man. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. And this is the first time I've ever been referred to as a Hall of Famer, so you got me feeling good right now. Even better than I always was feeling. So, so I'm on a different level right now. I think part of your trip to the Hall of Fame someday is beginning with uh, you're actually in Miami right now. Yeah. I was wondering what what are your thoughts on the assignment that you have right now for the athletic? Listen, man, you know, I, somebody's got to put in the hard work, you know, dealing yeah. with these, what is it, mid-70s temperatures. Mm cold drinks, uh, beautiful women. You know, it's tough, but it's, it's a job somebody has to do, so I guess I'm going to do it. It, it sounds like you're more Crying than up to the task, me. Will. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I hope you – know, I mean, If they need me to come back for game six, I'll consider it, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go through some negotiations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well, it's, it's good to hear that you got that assignment uh, as opposed to uh, – one of our other friends at Mr. Lopez ended up in, in Minnesota. Yeah, this enjoy weekend. the snow, Lopez. So. <laughs> exactly. Have fun out there, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Will, uh, you know, this is, a, this is a weird time for us because we'd like to still be talking about Pelicans basketball and the opponents ahead and yada, yada, yada. But we're sort of reflecting right now. And uh, it, it, it comes. Uh, you know, at, at a time where we, we had a lot of expectations, I think we began the season uh, on a high note and then uh, sort of, you know, feels a little flat now. But, you know, Jim and I have been talking about it today and it feels like there are still uh, so many reasons for optimism, one of them being one of the foundational building blocks of this team uh, in Brandon Ingram. I mean, he was just absolutely crucial down the stretch. I mean, what what's the biggest thing you saw out of him in the last month or so that really solidified him as a as a foundational piece for this Pelicans team going forward. Yeah, I thought he played the best basketball of his career towards the end of the season, leading in to that playing game, with the two playing games. Uh, well, I, know, I guess the one playing game. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, really with him, I think you saw him also play, you know, some of his best basketball towards the end of last season, leading into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing you see him being able to rise to the occasion and when the lights get brighter, you see him up his performance, and I think that's what you always want to see from your star players. But in particular this season, I think the main thing that stood out uh, at the end of the year was just him being able to, to facilitate. Uh, we know him as a scorer. We know him as the mid-range assassin. He can put up points with anybody. But his ability to kind of control the offense, I think that's what really changed the season uh, for the Pels towards the end. They had that ugly loss against the Lakers, another ugly loss against Houston. And then uh, I think Willie Green really made a point of just putting the offense in B.I.'s hands more often. And I think you saw him kind of take that challenge and really run with it. And you saw him have more of those seven, eight, nine, ten assist games, being able to get his teammates involved, create for himself, but also create for others. And, you know, I talked to him about that towards the end of the last season because he's always being mindful of how does he kind of take the next step as a superstar. That's been, you know, his mission ever since he came to New Orleans. And I think – that was really on his mind this year, being able to show that he can be that guy like a LeBron, like a Luka, who can just control the offense as a big wing and not only score, but you know get his teammates involved. And I think he did that at a really high level towards the end of this season. Well, in terms of his playmaking, I mean, how much of it do you think is just his kind of comfort level playing that way? It, it seems like, for example, there's been times where games or stretches of games where it just seems like everything's been kind of on his shoulders. 
Now, as they've added other guys, as they've added, you know, CJ McCollum, and obviously when Zion's played, it's lightened the load on him a little bit. But do you feel like he's just more comfortable as far as just going kind of back and forth between, okay, they need me to score, and okay, now I can do both and set people up at the end of games, especially? Yeah, no, no. I think he's very comfortable in his game. He's comfortable in who he is on the court and what they need from him. I think he's kind of spoken about just the relationship he has with Willie Green and the understanding they've been able to develop and the communication they have constantly about what they want to see uh, in the offense and what they want to see from B.I. Uh, so I think all of that goes into it. And I think also I think it was just good for this offense to, to move C.J. off the ball a little bit more, use him more as a spot-up shooter. I thought that helped just because they, they didn't really have a whole lot of three-point shooting on this team. And I think having him more as a spot-up guy kind of loosened up the floor a little bit for B.I., and I think it took some of the load off of CJ knowing that he was dealing with the thumb, dealing with the shoulder at the end of the year. So I think putting some of that burden on B.I. was big. And I think this is understanding of the game. I think it's known that he's matured, being able to see the entire floor, knowing defenses. I think all of that kind of fed into his, his improvement this year. You know, you mentioned earlier, Will, about how B.I. is mindful of one of the things that he's focused on is what is it going to take for him to get to the next level or the next tier kind of a, a star player. I mean, how, how do you see that for him right now? It feels like it's really been two years in a row where he's had a really good April, a really good close to the season, and people started recognizing, you know, like, man, this guy's really good. Obviously, he didn't get to participate in the playoffs this year, but, I mean, it seems like he's kind of been on the cusp of that the last couple of years, but isn't quite at that at that level. I mean, what do you think is kind of the next step for him? Yeah, like I started off saying, I think the big thing for him is his understanding that the stars perform on the biggest stages. The stars perform in the biggest games. And that's what he did last year during the playoffs against the Suns. And unfortunately, he wasn't able to make it back to the playoffs this year. But I think he's starting to prove now that he's one of those guys. When the big games come around, you know he's going to perform. You know he's not scared of the stage. And that's a huge thing. And I think also for him, just in particular, I think defensively, he still has some room to grow. Uh, I think he's put in more effort. He's being more mindful of that side of the ball. But I think if he's going to get to that superstar level, he's got to be more of a two-way player, a guy who you can depend on night to night. And also just being more of a vocal leader. Uh, I think that's something that will come with him just being more mature, uh, being more comfortable with his teammates. You saw some of that this year, him speaking up, uh, him kind of holding guys accountable, those type of things. I think you're going to see that more. And that's a big part of being a leader. And that's something that this team needs, right? When we talk about all the young talent on the team, that's great. But you also need that voice in the locker room that's going to hold guys accountable, that's going to make sure everybody's on the same page. And I think he's done some of that. uh, But I think he can still do more. And that'll raise the star as well. Yeah, I think that's one of the big uh, things that you've heard is that they sometimes sometimes people wish that B.I. was a little more vocal. Uh, and one of my favorite parts of the season, I, I would say, is when I saw B.I. sort of bounce the ball off the stanchion in anger and really uh, get fired up. Because to me, I was like, that's a leader. That's the guy we need right here in this moment. And I guess, you know, when we talk about the next uh, jump in his game and what he needs to do, I agree with everything you said. But what I'm curious about and what, what's going to affect his game is a full season, hopefully, of Zion and B.I. together. How do you expect that combination to pair and you know with a hopefully good offseason everyone healthy etc that's that's how we're considering this but what do you consider bi's game what's it going to be like 
once a fully healthy Zion is on the court with him. Yeah, it's crazy because I've been saying this since year one when those guys came together, and I think a lot of people nationally have questioned this, but I've always thought that those guys are a great fit together. I think, you know, B.I. understands how to score away from the ball. We know Zion doesn't need the ball that much to be effective on offense. So I think those guys fit really well together, that inside-outside presence of being able to attack mismatches. I think something that I, I wish I saw more from them during their time on the court was just more two-man game with those two forceful switches, being able to put defense in a tough position because uh, you can't defend both of those guys, right? I think right. if you put more of them actions together, uh, that, it can be really difficult for defenses. But I think the main thing, I'm not breaking any news here. Those guys just got to get time on the court together. Yeah. I mean, in two years with Willie Green, they played 12 games together, uh, you know, under Willie Green. Yeah. And it's just really unfortunate because they, they just need time on task. They need that time together on the court to develop chemistry, you know, see what works, see what doesn't work. And I think that'll, that's what's going to get them to the next level. But I do think their skill sets fit really well together. I think they're both unselfish uh, and bad scores, even though they're able to put up big scoring numbers. Especially Zion. We know he can put up 30 on like 12 shots, yeah. uh, the way he operates. So I think that allows a guy like D.I. to continue to play in the role he was at the end of the year as a primary ball handler, as a guy who can get you eight, nine assists, because you, you don't need to constantly see Zion to give him buckets. Uh, so, yeah, I think those guys are great fit together. I think they want to make it work. Uh, I think they've expressed that before. Uh, they're both admiring what they are able to do on the court. Uh, they got to stay healthy. they got to be able to build that chemistry and just give Willie Green a, a chance to figure out how to make it work. Because I can tell you, 12 games ain't enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they, they just need more time together, and I think you'll see some great results. You know, you just mentioned it. This might be tough to answer just based on the sample size. I mean, it was only a dozen games, like you said. But, I mean, did you see some different things that they did as a combination this past season in the dozen games together that was better or more cohesive than, the, the you know, two seasons ago when they got to play, you know, more games together? But obviously it was earlier in Zion's career than what we just saw. Yeah, I think a uh, really interesting thing for them early in the season was them figuring out, like I said, how to – have B.I. as a primary ball handler and finding ways to get Zion involved where he's not necessarily playing point Zion all the time. And I think you saw some of that. I think you saw a little bump here and there early in the season. There are some games where I was like, man, Zion's spending a whole lot of time standing in the corner watching. Yeah. And I think they kind of adjusted that over time uh, just because you want to get C.J. involved as well. And I think learning how to use C.J. effectively when Zion and B.I. are your primary ball handlers, I think it's going to be a big priority going into the summer. Uh, but, yeah, I think a big thing is, one, again, defensively, both of those guys, if you're going to play them and C.J. together, you got to be able to defend. you got to, you know, not have teams feeling like they got a bunch of mismatches on the court. So those guys both got to commit defensively. And I think also just, again, B.I., I think it's got to be on B.I. to be the organizer to be the guy who kind of makes sure everybody's in the right place on offense. Uh, so I think having him uh, having him be in that role and making sure Zion gets his touches, I think it's going to be really important. And again, it's going to take time on task for him to figure out how it works. You know, another thing we've been talking about pretty consistently since the season ended was just the emergence of a lot of the uh, players on this team. You know, you, you saw Trey Murphy really turn into a star before our eyes. Uh, you see Herb Jones just continually improving uh, and and just to see that foundation around this team again with a with a hopefully healthy Zion, how do you expect those guys 
uh, to help B.I., you know, especially uh, when it comes to depending on him. He was obviously the focal point without Zion of this offense. How do you expect them uh, to benefit B.I.'s play going forward? I mean, with those two guys, I think it's the same story for a lot of the role players on the team. The shoot, 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 shoot. Yeah. They got to make three-pointers. They got to spread the floor. We know teams are going to send three, four bodies at Zion. We know whenever Brandon Nichols on the pick and roll, he's probably getting trapped. He's going to see multiple bodies. Uh, Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, Dyson Daniels, the rest of those guys, they got to knock down shots. They got to yeah. feel confident in putting up jumpers, knocking them down, creating that space. Because if you can hold defenses accountable and make them make tough decisions, uh, I think you're going to see this offense really take flight. And obviously you saw that with Trey Murphy this year. We had that conversation constantly with him about, hey, we see how good your percentage is. Right. But maybe get up six, seven, eight threes instead of just three, four, five. Yeah. And I think you saw that part of his game really grow towards the end of the season. He had the game in L.A. where he knocked down 10 threes yeah. by himself. He had the 40-point game in New Orleans. So you saw him just get more comfortable putting up more three-pointers, just caring less about whether a guy's in front of him or if he's not all the way open. Just let it fly. That's what I always say. Yeah. Hey, if you've got the ball in your hands, you're open. Just let it fly. And I think he's gotten more comfortable with that, I think, you see her being more comfortable, more confident, and letting those catch-and-shoot jumpers fly. And that's what they're going to need from those two guys. they got to hit knockdown jumpers. they got to make teams stay because it's just – this sales offense actually has big-time scores, but you got to be able to put up a, a large number of three-pointers to, to really execute at a high level in today's game. you got to have those games where you make 15 to 18 three-pointers just, just, just so the math is on your side. Yep. And I think too often this year you just saw the math really put the Pels in a bad position just because they didn't get enough, enough three-pointers up. And I think they got to change that this one. Well, you know, I, I agree with you. I'm always telling Jim here, Jim, let it fly. Just let it fly in life in general. And uh, Will, I Shoot or shoot, man. Uh, shoot or shoot. And we know Jim is a shooter. And uh, and you as well, man. Enjoy Miami. I know it's just a hell of an assignment, but enjoy doing a little conga, a little salsa dancing. And, uh, you know, just and pay attention to basketball, I guess, in between if you can. Yeah, man. You know, I got to give me some fresh cubes in my margarita. Yeah. You know, I will figure it out. You know, hopefully, Blokes uh, is doing well in his winter coat. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just going to enjoy some sun, kick my feet up. I hope you guys do the same. And, and before you go, yeah. Will, I wanted to mention, too, that, uh, you know, people should listen to all of the athletic podcasts that Will appears on. Yes. I, I, I try to fancy myself as, like, the you know, the, the fans that go on the message boards and campaign for guys to play more minutes on the <laughs> yeah. Pelicans. I'm always on the athletic message boards and saying, like, we need to get Guillory on – this podcast yeah. more. We need to get him. More get this man more minutes. minutes. Yeah, get get him on. in the lineup. So Yeah, I, I like to think of Jim as my podcast ombudsman. I don't know if the young <laughs> folks know what that is. But, yeah, whenever I'm messing up on my pod, I'm, I know Jim's going to be the first one to be like, actually, you got that number wrong. So, yeah, I, I, I'm always looking forward to my messages from Jim, always bigging me up and then letting me know when I, I messed up on my pod. So no, it's man, it, it's all support, man. I'm, I'm here. I'm the guy that's saying, "Hey, we need to play Kyra Lewis more minutes. We need yep. to get this guy. That that's that's you. Yeah. We need to we need to get you in the rotation as much as possible." The Absolutely. Athletic. Hey, listen, you, 
you ain't calling me out, you're calling me up. Shout out to <laughs> That's yeah, right, man. I, I've got Jim programmed in my phone as um, actually, so I know what it's going to be when it pops up. Uh, enjoy yourself, Will. I know it's been a tough season for all of us, uh, you know, following the Pels, but uh, a little uh, vacation doesn't hurt even if it's work. So uh, much deserved. Have fun out there, man. I appreciate you, son. I was about to go get some sand in my toes. All right. Talk to you soon, Will. Huge thanks to Mr. Will Guillory uh, out there doing yeoman's work. Uh, so glad he's uh, he's having fun uh, like we are, Jim. It's good to see you again, man. I It was lonely in here just calling people with the rotating guests. None of them had that Jimothy smell, you know? <laughs> What a compliment that is. <laughs> yeah, I, I try. I appreciate that. No, it's it's great to be back in here. I I also appreciate your daily word describing my current state, you know, like relentless or whatever yeah. else you can I find. I'm, I'm impressed that you can keep coming up with a different word every day. I feel like I would run out of them. But no, it's it's been great. I had two weeks where I wasn't here at all. So it's a little weird to kind of come back into the mix now. But I'm happy to uh, recap the season, and it, it, I think it was good that actually we had a little time to yeah. decompress. And I needed it. As David Griffin mentioned in his exit interview when people asked him about you know, recapping the season and making decisions, he said you know, it's better for people to kind of take a step away and not be yeah. as emotional. The last thing you want to do is you know, the game ends against OKC, and you're immediately like, well, I think we should trade this guy. Yeah, and I think time we to should... start working contracts. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's good to have some time to – to, to, you know, think about some other stuff and then come yes. back and be much more reasonable about this. Yeah, look, I, I needed a few days myself. Uh, you know, I was kind of in and out of paying attention to basketball, depending on how much it hurt me. Uh, but, you know, I think talking to Will, talking to you, talking to uh, to several of uh, of the people around here, I, I just I feel better. I, I, I'm taking the good away from the season once again without feeling like a like a corny sap. Uh, mm-hmm. Doing so, uh, I, I still feel like there there was there, there were a lot of missed chances this season. That's something that we can't overlook. Uh, one game here, a few shots here, a little more effort on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you got to hope that these are lessons hard learned from the team. Uh, they're they're a little older, a little wiser, uh, coming together a little more, and hopefully a little more healthy going forward. And I think as we go through these and we talk to various guests, we're going to continue to hear kind of the theme, which is I, I think it's totally reasonable for everyone to have a combination of that they were disappointed with how the season ended, but also feel like there's a lot of good things that happened, especially in the first half of the season. So it's definitely a mixture when you, when you take a step back and and think about the big picture, but I mean, it's understandable. I think uh, there's not, there's probably not a single person that's going to be sit here and say like, yeah, that was, that was great. The way that the season ended. Yeah, I'm fine with it. So no, we, we understand. And I mean, I feel the same way. It was, it was, it was tough the way that, Things ended, especially with how high things were, the peak that they had in December. Yes. Yeah. And so that's where we're at. And we got a couple weeks here to recap. We'll be yeah. going through them player by player. This is kind of, I, I would call week one of this is of the two is the planned starting lineup. The five guys that we thought were going to be the starters over the course of the, of the yeah. whole season. I mean, most of them were. Um, but we're starting off with Brandon Ingram today. We will have CJ McCollum tomorrow. We'll have Zion Williamson with Antonio Daniels, our guy, on Always Wednesday. Great. Yep. Uh, Thursday, Jonas Valanciunas. And Friday will be Mr. Herb Jones with our guy, Todd Graffanini. So yes, we're, Mr. Energy. We're making our way through the uh, list. You realize the pieces, uh, I guess I have, uh, just looking at the numbers season long, looking at the pattern season long of all these players, you know, you, you didn't really see any regression. 
of anyone. And that's just been, that's, that's been great to see. And, you know, if not for B.I.'s injury, who knows? And uh, again, it's a, it's a season of what ifs. And uh, starting off with B.I. today and uh, looking forward to another season with him, man. And uh, you know what? Looking forward to another podcast with you tomorrow. What a treat. Yeah, we're not taking any days off no. this week. We're working every single day. Well, yeah. not Saturday and Sunday. But yeah, yeah. Monday but through Friday, we're working every single yes, day, man. Yes, we this are is... chained to the loom, yes. basically, doing these podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's fun. So uh, we're going to be talking, again, C.J. McCollum tomorrow, uh, Zion Williamson day after that, Jonas Valanciunas a day after that, Mr. Herb Jones as well. Uh, so going to be a lot of fun podcasts coming your way, lots of fun guests. Thank you once again for listening to the Pelicans podcast. Big thanks to Jim for keeping this old dog in line. And a big thanks to Will Guillory, uh, drinking something with an umbrella in it and uh, covering basketball. It's uh, it's quite a task. So thank you for uh, listening to the Pelicans podcast. We will talk to you once again tomorrow. Oh, and until then, go Pels. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on Pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.